Six zero 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 eight zero. and Chris Kendall Market is coming to town Friday and Saturday evenings from 4.30 until 8.30 p.m. on the Village Green. Clemson Sock Shop and Nootie Boutique would like to invite you to come out and celebrate the holiday season with us. This unique tradition is free of charge. You can enjoy the twinkle lights on the square, enjoy delicious local treats, then do some Christmas shopping at Nootie Boutique and Clemson Sock Shop, where we have the perfect gift for anyone on your list. 122 East Main Street, downtown Pendleton. Clemson Sock Shop. It's fun fashion for your feet. Mr. Knickerbocker isn't just a store, it's a lifestyle. Shop 100% collegiate licensed tailgating items, gifts, decals, apparel, pet products, hats, and more for all Clemson sports all year long. With four locations to serve you, shop Clemson on College Avenue or the Lifestyle Store, Seneca at Hartwell Village, Greenville on Woodruff Road, or online at mrknickerbocker.com. Like and follow on social media for new product launches and more. Mr. Knickerbocker, a Clemson tradition store since 1973. Hartwell Village is the ultimate one-stop shopping experience at the intersection of Tiger Boulevard and Pendleton Road in Seneca, with 15-plus retail and dining locations, including Marshall's, Petco, Five Below, Uptown Cheapskate, Ulta, and don't forget to refuel at Starbucks, Tipsy Taco, Five Guys, and the Whimsy Cookie Company. Hartwell Village wishes our Clemson fans a happy shopping experience and a fantastic year. Go Tigers! Walk-On's Clemson is opening Tuesday, December 6th at 11 a.m. The first 100 guests in line get a prize, and one guest will win free Walk-On's for a year. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po' boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp. Plus, fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads open soon at 403 College Avenue in downtown Clemson. Also, be sure to like and follow Walk-On's Sports Bistro Clemson on Facebook and Instagram. Meet Joe A, Hi. Joe B, Hello. and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with AutoSave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect, support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. Ben here for EC Sports, and I am so excited to tell you about their new greens and red superfood blend with added brain-boosting nootropics, probiotics, and adaptogens. This superfood blend is like no other on the market with six specialized blends that support focus, memory, digestive health, and your body's natural stress response. Best part is this super healthy drink tastes delicious and is 100% natural. Go to upstatemuscle.com and use code BEN for 20% off your order at upstatemuscle.com. It's time for the Mark Childress Show on 105.5 The Roar. Sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now, Mark Childress. What's going on, everybody? Monday, 7 o'clock. It means it's time for the Mark Childress Show. Glad to be here with you here. 7 to 8, best time slot I have it. I have the best time slot on the roar. I'm right between Walt Eptula and Tiger Calls. We will have Tiger Calls later tonight from 7, or that'll start at 8 o'clock. That's with Dabo Sweeney and Don Munson. And it will be the last Tiger Calls of the year for Dabo. It'll also be the last Mark Childress show of the year. Season 4 in the books. Can't believe we've gotten this far already. If you want to jump in and talk with me tonight, 654 7627 that's also the text line if you want to get on board as well. Plenty to talk about. I will have Lawton Swan on with me in segment number two. So get in early or get in late if you want to spend time with me this evening chatting Clemson football for the most part. And uh, also some breaking news today. All kinds of players in the transfer portal. If you are just getting in your car, haven't checked social media in the last 10 minutes or so, they just announced Saturday's Heisman Trophy finalists. Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett. TCU quarterback Max Duggan. Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. Southern Cal quarterback Caleb Williams. I'm a little torn on who I would go with here. If I were a Heisman voter, I believe that I would vote for TCU quarterbacks Max Duggan. I just think his performance this year, 
the Cinderella aspect of the season from TCU. Kayla Williams, I know, has all the incredible stats. And, man, what a, what a performance he at least tried to put on Friday night. Hurts. I think I'm going uh, Duggan, Williams, Stroud, Bennett as my top four. Jump in. Give me a call if you'd like. Uh, we can chat through all those things. All right. Hey, I got super distracted. Why did I wait this long? Ramona, what's going on? Should have said hi to you right at the what? start of the show. What am <laughs> I doing? Okay. That's okay. What am I doing? You were busy. I was busy. Yes. You doing good? Yes, I'm doing great. Thank you. The weather is terrible. The weather's terrible, but I'm doing great. The drive down from Greenville, not a pleasant one. So oh. I don't know when this rain's getting out of here. Oh. Hopefully before 7.59 or so <laughs> before tonight. Before you have to leave and get into it again. Yeah, I have uh, I have no idea. So, uh, so that'll be good. So if you're also just joining, getting in your car, haven't spent time on social media today, nine Clemson Tigers up to this point have entered the transfer portal today. Running back Kobe Pace is one of them. Wide receivers E.J. Williams and Dakari Collins. Defensive end Kevin Swint. Defensive back Fred Davis. Linebackers Sergio Allen and Levanta Bentley. Quarterbacks, plural, Billy Wiles. Way down the depth chart. And the big news of the day, DJ Ui Ungalale is in the portal. We'll be looking for a new home the next couple of seasons. And you talk about a whirlwind, 48 hours for the Clemson football program. All the changes that have taken place. Do we feel better about the future? Do we feel better about the Orange Bowl now? Just so many things to unpack and so many things to look at as I go back to Saturday night. And I was listening to Walt earlier, and I like the way that Walt framed it in, in a number of ways. But for me, Cade Klubnick entering the football game on the third series was like sticking your finger in an electrical socket. It's just an instant jolt of energy. And we can argue, is Cade better than DJ? Did they call different plays? There's a hundred different ways to look at it. But the one way for me that makes the biggest difference and I think had the biggest impact on Saturday night was just the energy level. And maybe it's one of those unspoken things. I felt like there was so much negative energy around those first two drives for the Tigers. And I'm not necessarily blaming DJ for that. But first play of the game for him to underthrow the easy route out in the flat on the left-hand side kind of set the tone. I mean, I know for me watching, I was like, oh, boy, are, are we going to be struggling again tonight? That was my instant reaction. And, again, I'm not blaming DJ. But the negativity around those first two drives countered with the positivity and the energy of Cade coming into the game instantly driving the Tigers down for a score. Then you get the quick turnover and you get the second score night and day. It, it could not possibly have been any different. So we could probably make arguments up one side and down the other. Would Clemson have still won the game if DJ quarterbacked? Very possibly. Is it possible that DJ could have come out in the third series, righted the ship and had an amazing game like Cade Klubnick? Possibly. But it really felt like, from an energy perspective, something that is hard to put your finger on was there. And over the course of the next three hours after that, it felt like a changing of the guard. It felt like Cade was taking over as a starting quarterback and taking over as the leader of the team. And with the official announcement today, the speculation started yesterday, but the official announcement today, DJ Ui Ungalale is officially in the transfer portal and unless something very strange happens, will no longer be a Clemson Tiger. How do you feel about that? 654-7627. Feel free to jump in. We've got uh, Vizina. Christopher Vizina will be coming in as a quarterback for next year. Heard great things about him. Dual threat quarterback as well. You know, for me, the 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 simplest answer is also sometimes the easiest but the ability for Cade to move out of the pocket 
I feel like opened up aspects of the playbook that maybe weren't there for DJ. Not necessarily criticizing DJ, but with Cade's ability with his feet to get out on the run, to break the pocket on purpose, to move the pocket on his behalf, whatever you need to do, I feel like it opens up a lot more options for the Clemson offense. And you saw it in spades on Saturday night. It felt like it felt with Trevor or Deshaun. That's how it felt with Cade back there. I'm not saying Cade is Trevor. I'm not saying Cade is Deshaun. Cade had the benefit of coming in against just, uh, there's no way to sugarcoat this, a terrible defense. North Carolina has a terrible defense. You know who else has a terrible defense? The Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee's defense might actually be worse than North Carolina's, and that is that is saying something. That is saying something. I know going into the Vanderbilt game a couple of weeks ago, Tennessee statistically had the worst pass defense in all of Division I college football. All of FBS, they were last, last statistically. So it shows you potentially what's out there and what you're up against. So, again, Cade was not going against a world-beating defense, but the way that he played, the accuracy, the confidence, the energy, the swagger, it was back. And you hadn't really seen it, even when DJ played well over the course of the last two years. It never came with that energy and that swagger that you had on Saturday night. So I think there's a lot to be optimistic about as you think through it. And then I've got to throw this in here because I've been sticking to this for a couple of years. I was right a couple of years when the national media was all over it. I do not think North Carolina has a good coaching staff. And every time I watch them play, all I hear from the announcers is how great of a coach Mac Brown is and how great his staff is. They do not win close games. I don't feel like they're good at making adjustments. Mac Brown even admitted after the game. Mac Brown even admitted after the game that they had not prepared at all for Cade Klubnik, even though Dabo had said a couple of times in press conferences during the week that Cade would likely see the field. I just think that's a terrible coaching staff. Go back and look over the last three seasons, how many close games they lose. And I'm not hating on Mac Brown. He seems like an awesome guy. I know there were some stories this past week about him being there for Dabo when Dabo was a new coach and reaching out and, and looking for mentors and leadership and who he can talk to, learn from. That Mac Brown was the only coach that, re, uh, that uh, reached back out to him. I think there's a lot to be said to that. Not hating on the man, Mac Brown, but if you're a North Carolina fan, I think your coaches stink. I think you've hit your ceiling. Again, you won the Coastal this year, but but Coastal chaos, you lost your last three games. You don't have much of a defense. I know there's a lot of talent on that roster, but it's just not de- delivering. And I feel like a lot of that for North Carolina is coaching. 654-7627 if you want to jump in, give me a call or hop in on the text line. I will have Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk in next segment. Have some definite things that I want to talk to him about. We've had a couple of uh, texts jump in. One of these from 3929. You ain't got to give stats about Tennessee. South Carolina walked them. That's true. South Carolina blew Tennessee off the earth. How is Tennessee still six? How are they still six in the playoff rankings and Clemson is seven? You have a mutual opponent. Tennessee got beat by 100 million and Clemson got beat by one. And Clemson won a conference title. Tennessee didn't even win a division. What is the college football playoff committee doing? I know it doesn't matter if you're in the top four. But soon the committee is going to be looking at a top 12. And if they are as bad at their job as I feel like that they were this year, and some of these final rankings are inexplicable, how do you have Alabama ranked above Tennessee when they have the same number of losses and Tennessee beat Alabama? That's mistake number one. How do you have a two-loss Tennessee team above a two-loss Clemson team with an easy head-to-head opponent? They played in back-to-back weeks. Tennessee got beat by what, 30 by South Carolina? And Clemson got beat by one? 
and then Clemson played another game and won a conference title, and Tennessee is still ahead of them in the college football playoff rankings? That's moronic. There's absolutely no explanation for it. One other thing in my notes that I wanted to hit here first segment. Cole Turner, man. <laughs> I love it. Cole Turner caught that long pass, and the announcers were like, he's not even on our depth chart. We're not even sure who that is. I mean, I guess they were scrambling for a roster to see that it was Cole Turner because he'd barely played all season. He ends up being the breakout star. The first Clemson wide receiver, I believe, this season, even going back a couple of games into last season, to have more than 100 rushing yards or uh, receiving yards. Great play on that long ball. I don't, still don't know how he kept his feet as long as he did as he tried to get into the end zone. I think he had two more catches after that to get above 100 yards. So you saw him. You saw Adam Randall is gradually getting a little bit more involved in the offense. You're waiting for him to have that big breakout moment, that big breakout play. He's got the size. He's got the speed. I've seen him open. He's been open. He was hurt at the beginning of the season, still working his way back. You've got Agent Zero as well. So you got three freshmen to go along with your freshman quarterback, Cade Klubnick. Clemson offense could be stout next season. You're losing one offensive lineman. You are losing your best tight end, but you've got some talent in the wings. You've got a nucleus of wide receivers that have either shown on the field that they have talent or appear to have talent that could start riding the ship of the last couple of seasons and the struggles that Clemson has had at the wide receiver position. And you've got two fantastic running backs coming back. Shipley and Mappa, that's going to be one of the best returning running back cores in the entire country next year. So I think there's a lot to be excited about. Isn't it crazy how 48 hours can make such a big difference? These last two seasons for Clemson, they have been a ride, haven't they? The struggles to begin the, the 2021 uh, season, the big winning streak at the end, and all the drama of this year, the close wins, the comebacks, the losses, the bounce backs, and then the ACC championship game. I know there's storylines every season, but I do feel like I have aged significantly in 2021 and 2022. So many things going on. Also wanted to call out the Clemson linebackers in a good way. Calling out sounds like it's bad. Trenton Simpson, Barrett Carter, Jeremiah Trotter, Jr. Drake May did not have an answer for the Clemson linebackers. He took them on physically with his feet a number of times. That did not work. Had trouble completing passes around them sometimes as well. All those guys back next year. All of them. Playmakers, speed, size, football smarts. There's a heck of a lot to be excited about in that linebacking core next year as well. And I felt like as a unit, played one of their best, if not their best game as a season, as an entire unit, right? You've had big games for Simpson. You've had big games for Carter. You've had big games for Trotter. I felt like this was the first time where all three kind of balanced and showed out the entire time. A little bit of a surprise that Levanta Bentley went into the transfer portal today. But if you're behind those three guys, you're not going to get a ton of playing time next year. Kobe Pace would love to see him stay. If you're behind Moffa and Shipley, you're not getting a lot of carries next year. You're just not. So lots to be excited about. Lots to be excited about for next year. 
All right, uh, coming up after this, we will jump on the phones with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. I have him on every week. This is the final Mark Childress show of season four tonight, so we're going to go out with a bang with Lawton Swan. Coming up right after this, it is the Mark Childress show. The holidays are here, and Granger Nissan of Anderson has the perfect gift to put under the tree. Make sure you get what they have been wanting all year, and let the professionals help. Granger Nissan is a family business, so they know the importance of taking care of the ones we love on the road. You can drive into 2023 with confidence and ease, knowing all the new vehicles have a lifetime powertrain warranty. Stop by Granger Nissan of Anderson on 3510 Clemson Boulevard, or visit online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com. Hey, this is Coach Dabo Sweeney of the Clemson Tigers. Fall is the time to enjoy great football with family and friends, but underage drinking should never be a part of the scene. Underage drinking is against the law, and that includes providing alcohol to anyone under 21. It is never okay to provide alcohol to minors. Upstate alcohol enforcement teams are enforcing underage drinking laws this football season. Help keep those under 21 safe and alcohol-free. Check out phoenixcenter.org for more info. Do you wish coffee and energy drinks did more for you? Then you need to try NeuroPlus Brain Boost. With 100% natural energy, it helps increase focus and memory. Packed with mushrooms, adaptogens, and powerful brain superfoods, NeuroPlus Brain Boost will give you energy that lasts for hours with no crash. You'll feel the difference within 15 minutes. Fuel your brain and feel your best with a money-back guarantee. Go to UpstateMuscle.com and use code BEN for 20% off. That's UpstateMuscle.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Time to spread joy, spend time with family, and celebrate the holidays. While hanging your outdoor Christmas lights, be sure to check for damage or missing shingles. And if you need a quick repair, call Gilstrap Roofing at 269-1232. Gilstrap Roofing has you and your family covered even through the holidays. Like and follow Gilstrap Roofing on Facebook and Instagram. You might win one of their amazing holiday giveaways. Happy holidays from Gilstrap Roofing. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at scoresdiamondjewelers.com and I want to be your jeweler. If you are injured at work, everything seems to go into a tailspin. Medical costs, recovery, losing your paycheck. It all adds up to stress and uncertainty about the future. Filing a workman's comp claim on top of everything you're going through is overwhelming. Luckily, Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, is here to help. The consultation is completely free. Nick's here to get the results you deserve. Call today at 864-654-3680 for a free legal consultation. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, here for you. Tri-County Technical College is transforming lives one student at a time. If you're a student interested in a career in the healthcare field, there's no better place to start. From certified nursing, ECG technology, to medical assistance and pre-pharmacy, the range of healthcare programs at Tri-County offer a wide variety of programs to help you land a great career in a great field. And at TCTC, we can cover the cost. To learn more about your future and careers in healthcare, discover the possibilities at tctc.edu. An ordinary HVAC unit might last 15 years. With a water furnace geothermal unit, you can expect a 25-year lifespan, maybe more. Imagine the huge savings you'll see without using fossil fuels. Federal tax credits are 26% and South Carolina adds an extra 25%. Blue Ridge Electric Co-op members could get $1,600 per ton rebate too. Invest in comfort and savings. Visit waterfurnace.com backslash SC or call Eric Rooney at 735-8081. Water Furnace, your reliable renewable. 
Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show. Stick around. Hey, there's a ton of local programming every night. After Walt Deptula, 7 to 8, we've got shows every night of the week. Also on Monday nights, Tiger Calls with Dabo and Don will come up at the top of the hour. Can't wait to hear from Coach talking about yet another ACC championship. Seven in eight years. Seven ACC titles in eight years. We're going to look back at these as the good old days sometimes. I know there's been a lot of people frustrated the last two seasons. There's still some amazing things happening with this football team. Seven ACC titles in the last eight seasons as part of it. So catch Tiger Calls tonight at 8 o'clock. Let's go to the phones now from Clemson Sports Talk. My good buddy Lawton Swan is joining us tonight. Lawton, how's your day going? Hey, Mark, man, I'm doing good. Hope you are as well. Yes, you did not enter the transfer portal today, correct? There are so many people. I'm having a hard time keeping track of everyone. I just wanted to make sure that you're still on board, are you? Yes, yeah, so, so far so good. i got to talk to my people. But, <laughs> I, I mean, it has been a wild day. You know, it, it kind of has felt like the uh, kind of the inverse of National Signing Day, not just for Clemson, you know, with, I guess, nine names now in the portal at last check, but, you know, just the, the – all across the country. I mean, if you're on social media or Twitter, especially, I mean, that's all that's popping up, right? Uh, you know, the little announcement, the graphic with, Hey, I, I, you know, I've got some eligibility left and I'm, I'm leaving my institution. It, it's just a, a wild time. And I, it, it'll be, you know, I, I don't think at this point, I think one of the criticisms people have had a fan specifically of, of Davos Sweeney is the underutilization of the portal thus far, but I put out a poll question and, you know, we got about 700 people that have voted in it already, and there's still a fair percentage, like 30%. I aren't sure if Clemson's going to use it, but I don't know how you don't at this point. I mean, you've got gaps to fill. You obviously are getting more, you know, gaps now, and I just can't imagine that recruiting can be the only tool to, uh, you know, address needs in this era. I'm in agreement with you. I mean, obviously Clemson on one end of the spectrum, you look at a team like Southern Cal on the other end that basically just took – as many transfers as they could last year, set up some great NIL deals for a bunch of guys. Um, and both teams end up, you know, almost with the same exact record this season, the, the same exact positioning. Southern Cal didn't win their conference title, obviously, but they ended up with two losses. Clemson ended up with two losses. So it's really weird. I do feel like Clemson has to lean into the portal. I know they've over-recruited against guys they knew they were going to lose. Uh, you know, from a from a graduation perspective this year. So I know they're filling some extra spots that way, but I think it's portal time. What do you what do you think? You think Dabo's jumping in? Yeah, I think they have to. I mean, yeah. I just can't see I how – I don't see how you can't do it. I mean, there's a couple of things that, that sort of bother me about it, right? Like, it's great to go out and get the four-star and five-star kid and have to put them through, uh, you know, all the weight training and then all the, you know, all the – nutrition and everything that comes along with kind of getting your body ready to play collegiately. And it's quite another to be able to go grab a guy who's got a year or two of experience. And so I kind of see it like this, right? So Dabo Sweeney, one of the things that they've done a pretty good job of, a job of is if you're committed to Clemson, they're committed to you. And that's the way they've handled recruiting. But there are a lot of guys that were takes for Clemson that went somewhere else. And so to me, it's kind of like, okay, when you wanted to go to the prom with a certain girl, but she went with somebody else. But then down the road, you see her at the class reunion, and now she's, you know, she kind of thinks you're looking good. Hey, do you embrace that at that point, or do you go, no, you didn't go to the prom with me? I think you embrace it at that point. I think that's what Clemson's got to do. They've got to look at it and say, okay, who did we really believe were fits, and are any of those fits previously landing in the portal? Because they made a mistake. Like these kids are 18 year old when, you know, 17, 18 years old when they make this decision and maybe they didn't make the best one. And maybe some of those guys feel like, you know what? I should have gone to Clemson because yeah, you know, I believe that what Dabo Sweeney was telling me about that program may very well still be true. And so they want to come. So that's the thing. I, I don't know that they'll necessarily go out and every guy that comes in from the portal will be somebody they weren't already sort of, according you're trying to talk with i think it'll be guys that you probably know of from the recruiting trail in the past yeah that's a really good point as we continue on with lawton swan from clemson sports talk you can follow him on twitter at clemson sports a a texter and i were going back and forth during the break 
Justin Flo is a linebacker that's out at Oregon. He evidently has gone into the transfer portal. He was down to Oregon and Clemson and his final two. I mean, I think it might have gone down to signing day and Clemson thought that they might still get him. He is now in the portal. That would be a player that fits the bill exactly like you were just talking about. A guy familiar with the school that got down to the very end with Clemson and just decided to go elsewhere. Yeah, and I, you know, I think the other thing, too, that's an advantage for these coaches is that if, you know, I, I looked at Justin Flo's numbers earlier. I, I think he might have had like 35 tackles or something, and obviously he was a kid in the 2020 class. But you look back at it, and I, I you kind of have to wonder, you get evaluation now of these guys at the collegiate level, right? So uh, maybe Justin Flo wasn't playing for whatever reason, and then maybe Clemson, when they watch that film, realize, oh, he didn't translate to the collegiate level like we thought. And so you can also kind of filter through some guys that you thought were going to be good that maybe didn't turn out being as well. And then you might find some other players who you didn't think as highly of that you go, oh, wow, look what he's doing, and now that guy's in the portal. So it, it has to be embraced. There's no doubt about it. I can't imagine that you can survive in this era. You already see Clemson pushing the NIL collectives on social media and on the video, you know, the, the Dabotron in Death Valley and all of that. So I just think that Clemson might be a little slow to adjust to some of these things, but Dabo Sweeney is certainly going to adjust to the times to stay, you know, at or near the top of college football. Yeah, as we continue on with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. So, Lawton, when I first saw NIL transfer portal, all this coming out, I felt like it was going to be all about the rich getting richer, right? These big schools, we'll take Southern Cal again as the example, they can spend millions or tens of millions of dollars a year to bring in the top athletes. But as I see a player like Kobe Pace transferring today, I'm starting to think that maybe there's a great equalizer aspect to this as well, right? I mean, the days of a team like Clemson or Alabama having three, four, five guys that are just stacked in on the roster that are all four and five stars, I feel like those days are over because they want to play. And now that they have the ability to transfer, you can go out and move. So I feel like maybe that gives schools that normally wouldn't have the chance potentially to get a Kobe pace might be able to drag him in off the portal because he could come in and be RB1 for them day one instead of sitting behind two superstar running backs at Clemson. Does that make sense? I feel like over time maybe this is going to start equaling the playing field out a little bit more. Yeah, it, it, it balances everything out because when you commit to a school, maybe you, you don't foresee who's the next guy behind you. And you, you may not get you know out-recruited, but you get a kid that comes in and a couple of guys play better or you get banged up. And then you look out there and you find that opportunity and, and you're going to try to go where you can play because I don't think these guys tend to jump into the – and it's still new, but I don't think most of these guys jump into the portal thinking, well, I'm going to find a spot where I can't immediately play. That's what everybody's looking for. And unfortunately, some of these guys probably won't find a landing spot or won't find a spot that's good for them and maybe doesn't even help them down the road. But, you know, that's the risk that they're willing to take to – get that opportunity to get back out there and play the sport that they love. So you can't really hold that against them by any means. I think one of the problems, though, that concerns me more than anything, like you see Clemson's depth at this point in the season, and you know across the country what the depth does look like because players get hurt, you know, guys you know, just aren't 100%. And now before these bowl games, you know, teams have players that are leaving. And to me, that's just kind of uh, another shot in you know to the to the depth that'll be on the field when Clemson and Tennessee are playing in the Orange Bowl and and you know that's just not exclusive for Clemson that's every team in the country and that can't be good for the sport I don't know what they can do to adjust it or maneuver it but that would be my only thing like I, I just you know it's a it's it's pretty tough that a guy like DJ Uyunglele you know won't be with Clemson at the Orange Bowl you'd like to believe that he would play that game and then leave afterwards, but that's just not how this is going to work out. And so I just, I hate that for the players. I hate that for the fans. I hate that for college football because sometimes that, that, that bowl game could be a nice send off for a guy who's going elsewhere. Yeah. Some really good stuff there from Lawton Swan from Clemson sports talk. And that's my rant or topic, I guess, for the final segment on the show tonight, 
Lawton, so I'll <laughs> save some of my uh, thoughts until then. But, uh, you know, why are you opening the portal on December 5th? And I know it's I know it's around the academic calendar, right? You want these guys to be able to get into the portal, figure out where they want to go, get signed up for classes, and go. But it just absolutely destroys, destroys the bowl season. And between players uh, opting out because they want to go to the NFL draft, we're seeing more and more of that every year. Now players that are effectively opting out because they are getting in the transfer portal, you're watering down the talent on the teams. You're not seeing the best product. I mean, I know how this is going to go right now, right? Tennessee's got a couple of injuries. They're going to have a bunch of guys to get in the transfer portal. Clemson's going to go down to the Orange Bowl and, let's say, take them out 42-28. And all the Vols fans, what are they going to say? Oh, that wasn't our, our real team, right? It's the ultimate get-out-of-jail-free card, right? Oh, well, hey, we were missing a lot of guys. doesn't matter. Clemson's missing a lot of guys too, right? But we were missing a lot of right. guys. If we'd have played you full strength, then we absolutely would have beaten you. Yeah, that's, that's going to be the excuse-making from a lot of teams after the bowl season. Man, I thought for sure when NIL and the transfer portal came along, the one of the one that I would dislike the most would be NIL. I have found it very quickly. I don't like the transfer portal even more so. And I'll be honest, I don't really like the four games that kids can play and then redshirt. Yeah. Because they they quit on the team. I, I think the NCAA or somebody's gonna have to come up with, okay, you get five years or whatever, six years, and that's all you get. You don't get anything back. You get that. You can spend it. You can play all five or whatever. But figure out a way that guys stay with their teams. Because, I mean, I think what happened with Dakari Collins, you know, is is not just bad for Clemson. It's bad for Dakari. He hasn't been playing football. And it's not like he's not at Clemson. You know, that was the thing when Kelly Bryant left. He's roommates with Shaq Smith and those guys and. And and they go and win a national title, and he's still at Clemson. Yeah. And so I just you know I, I don't know what the solution is. There's people out there a lot smarter than me, uh, but I can tell you, the the transfer portal and that four game rule to me with the uh, ability to redshirt is really a problem at this point. Yeah, we're starting to wrap things up now with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton, I uh, I guess I compared Cade Klubnick coming into the game on Saturday night. I said it was like sticking your finger in an electrical socket, right? It was just an instant jolt of energy. I felt like it translated on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. What do you make of, uh, I guess, the resurgence of Cade on, from Saturday night? Man, it was insane. I, I'm with <laughs> you. You could feel it. Like, there were plays, Davis Allen's touchdown, I mean, just the extra effort that everybody started to put out there, it started to make you believe in maybe what is a false narrative because we don't know this, but it felt like the team was like, we've got a guy that we feel like we can win with. And I hate to say that because they all sound like they respect and love DJ. I have no reason not to believe that they don't. But when Cade came in, it was like everybody. As a matter of fact, I asked Brandon Streeter after the game as a play caller. You know, he said we didn't have two play sheets. But he said, when your team's rolling like that, it gets a lot easier for me to make, you know, play calls. And so I, I don't know. I, it, it, to me, it was the weirdest thing to watch from the first throw that he made. He was so fast. And I think yes. that's something that was underrated and missing. You know, when I watched Southern Cal this year, Caleb Williams so many times would pull the ball down, make a big run. And, and then I would say, man, I don't think DJ can make that play. I'll tell you what, I don't think I'd say that about Kate Klubnick. That kid is quick as a hiccup. When he decides to pull the ball and go, man, it is he, you know, he is decisive and he hits it. Yeah, I agree. I, and, and he's saying there's not a different sheet, but if you can get your guy out of the pocket and roll your po- the pocket like you can with Cade, you just couldn't do that with DJ. That has to open up some additional element of play calling. It has to. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I think it was the first throw that Cade had he kind of take, takes the ball, and he's backpedaling, and he allows for uh, Antonio Williams to come free, and it creates yeah. space, and this is beautiful. And, and, and look, the kid was throwing fantastic footballs, and you know who knows against Tennessee, maybe it's the exact opposite. But uh, it was just – it was wild. Like, I can't think of another time where I've really felt like one player just electrified everybody. And, and it was it was so fun to watch, whether it was just – 
a, a one-off or whether this is what it, the you know the Cade Klubnik era is going to look like. I don't know, but it was really fun to see that team have that energy when he came in the ball game. And, and I thought Cade handled being the MVP graciously, oh, yeah. you know, and and DJ even more so with his response and the comments he made after the game because that's a tough spot to be in, and that's the reason that. You know, so many of those guys in that locker room do respect him because he's never once, you know, passed the buck. He is always, when he's got to face the media, he said, hey, I got to be better. And, uh, you know, that's that was the impressive thing about his tenure at Clemson is he, he took the heat in an era where so many people older than him aren't willing to. Final question now for Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. You can follow him at Clemson Sports. A lot has been said about the wide receivers. Uh, are we wide receiver you anymore? Have we taken a step backwards? Seeing Adam Randall have a bigger impact on the offense, Agent Zero, the emergence of Cole Turner. I mean, I know it's recency bias to an extent, but do you feel a little bit better about maybe where the Tigers are going into next season? You've got some star recruits coming in as well at the wide receiver position. Yeah, I think so. Part of the issue is obviously health and, you know, Will Taylor getting healthy and fortunately Joe and God had a good season and I'm I'm hopeful that, you know, Bo Collins will be healthy the rest of his time at Clemson. But yeah, that, that performance made you feel better about it. I I don't think you feel like you've got the weapons you had several years ago, but uh, only time will tell. And and maybe the change to to Cade Klubnick will sort of spark that. I mean, the fact that Cole Turner was the first hundred yard receiver, that you had this season um, <laughs> maybe says something about, you know, just the, the situation at quarterback having a bit of an impact on the wide receivers. But uh, that'll be a story that'll be told certainly after that matchup with Tennessee if they do play well at wideout. No doubt. Uh, Lawton, before you get out of here, what can we expect from you uh, this week and leading up to the Orange Bowl over on Clemson Sports Talk? Well, you know, not to mention the Orange Bowl, but you've got the early signing period coming up, so we'll be all yep. over that. And then, this transfer portal, man, it has got us hopping. Uh, I, I had so many text exchanges today. Uh, it's wild. So we'll have all that covered. And then, of course, every day we do the two-hour radio show and the podcast for everybody. So should be a lot of fun here over the next few weeks. I'm, I'm excited about Clemson and Tennessee hooking up. It's been a, a, been, a, been a while since those two have squared off. Yeah, I was at that uh, Peach Bowl, I think. is I, I, Was it Chick-fil-A Bowl? It probably was Chick-fil-A Bowl by then, uh, way back in, I believe, uh, January of 2004. So uh, a lot has changed since then, for sure. No, it really has. But these two fan bases, you know, they, I think they don't it, – it's a, it's a matchup that feels like a rivalry without truly being a rivalry just because of yeah. the, you know, I think uh, the proximity of the two schools. So it should be a lot of fun. Great stuff. Lawton, I appreciate you uh, all season long here on the Mark Childress Show and uh, for joining us tonight, man. I'll talk to you soon. Man, look, y'all have a Merry Christmas. I always appreciate you as well, and enjoy the uh, rest of your evening. Sounds great. Mr. Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk at Clemson Sports on Twitter. Go check him out there. Some final thoughts coming up in my last segment of the show. Phone lines, text line will also be open as well, 654-7627 if you want to get in. This is the Mark Childress Show. are here and Granger Nissan of Anderson has the perfect gift to put under the tree. Make sure you get what they have been wanting all year and let the professionals help. Granger Nissan is a family business so they know the importance of taking care of the ones we love on the road. You can drive into 2023 with confidence and ease knowing all the new vehicles have a lifetime powertrain warranty. Stop by Granger Nissan of Anderson on 3510 Clemson Boulevard or visit online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com
Bennett Equipment is the Upstate's premier independent local construction equipment and rental and sales source. Serving customers in Greenville, Spartanburg, and Seneca, and coming soon to Hiawassee, Georgia. The lineup of Takeuchi track loaders, excavators, and wheel loaders are the best in the industry, so why settle for less? Choose the best with Bennett Equipment and Takeuchi. Bennett Equipment, 22 years strong in the upstate and growing. And as always, if you need equipment, buy it or rent it from Bennett. If you're opening a new business or your current business needs updated branding, call the pros at Electric City Signs to make your brand come to life. They take care of the entire design process from logo to install, channel letters, road signs, LED message centers. They do it all. Serving upstate South Carolina, western North Carolina, and northeast Georgia businesses. Remember, a business with no sign is a sign of no business. Mention this ad to receive a 5% discount. 864-225-5351. Go Tigers! I'm John Wright Jr., owner and president of McCoy Wright, a fourth-generation commercial real estate firm based in Anderson. We service the Southeast by meeting the commercial real estate needs of our clients through transactional brokerage, development, and property management. We have an incredible team of people, and we would love the chance to talk with you about your commercial real estate needs. Go check us out online at McCoyWright.com or give us a call at 864-224-3503. Need a delicious gift for your favorite teacher? Want to send presents to your relatives or clients? Let the Pound Cake Man in Clemson and Greenville help you with those decisions. We can make pound cakes for you to deliver personally, or we can ship them for you. Office or school parties? Mouth-watering sandwich platters and classic deli sides catered from Clayton's Deli in Greenville can take care of the savory, and whole cakes or cupcakes would be the perfect dessert. Get your orders in now so that we can have them ready for you when you need them. The Pound Cake Man in Clayton's Deli. Just delicious. It's time for fall football in the South. Imagine watching the game from your stone paver patio, sitting around a cozy fire. Carolina Fresh Farms has everything you need to create the best outdoor space in the neighborhood. Natural stone, pavers, fire pits, outdoor fireplaces, and all the tools and supplies for your project. With seven locations in South Carolina, visit our website at carolinafreshfarms.com to find the location nearest you. Carolina Fresh Farms, your landscaping supply specialist. Go Tigers! Welcome back into the Mark Childress Show, final segment of the show tonight. Tiger calls us up next, and Ramona, this may be the first time this has ever happened. I made a mistake. I mean, I never make them, right? I mean, have you ever seen me make one mistake in all my years? I'm just kidding. I make like nine <laughs> mistakes per show. But it will be Don Munson tonight. He will be joined by baseball coach Eric Backett, softball coach John Rittman, and, of course, Mr. Tim Beret. So that's who will be on Tiger Calls this evening right after this, again, I've got the best. I literally have the best time slot at the Roar with Walt Eptula finishing off uh, at 7 and then Tiger calls at 8. And uh, and speaking of, Mr. Walt Eptula is going to join us now. Walt, what's going on? Mark, how are you? I, it seems like we just uh, talked. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I thought you made a really interesting point about the I don't know if you want to call it the death of the superpowers due to teams losing quality depth over the transfer portal. But these transfer portal numbers are just blowing up. Yeah. And I think you're, you're spot on. I, I think it's going to be harder to field truly elite teams in the future, in the near future, maybe already has already is happening because of that factor, because you know, the great historical teams, even the teams that, that were great more recently, they were able to stockpile talent. Yeah. And I, none of these players today are going to be patient enough to be stockpiled. They they went out. Clemson's the perfect example. Now, look, I think some of these guys Clemson's going to be okay with because I think Clemson's going to hit the portal themselves, maybe for some other answers, and maybe they need some spots opened up, you know, but but this is not something that's affected Clemson before in great measure. And, and now you are seeing it affect Clemson more noticeably. So I think you're right. I think it's going to be hard to field these sort of super teams anymore. And it may well open the door to more TCUs. And, you know, and I heard you mention something else that it's right. And that's the USC is a team that was built 
via the transfer portal. In in a way, Mark, so is Florida State. Yeah, that's true. They both are. And they had success, but not any more success than Clemson, which, of course, isn't using the portal at all unless you count Hunter Johnson. And who knows? And, and Walt, I also think, to take it even one step further, not that in, injuries always make an impact, but again, if you're Alabama and you have, you know, eight five-star defensive tackles on your team and you lose one, it's not necessarily the end of the world. But if you can't stack talent like you used to, I feel like the injury aspect of college football is going to have an even bigger impact going forward. So I, I have completely changed my tune on the impact that I think the transfer portal will have because I thought it would just mean more stacking of talent by the big guys, especially combined with NIL. I think it goes the other direction. I think over the course of the next five years, and I think TCU is a really good point, but you're going to have schools that can grab really good talents in the transfer portal that is sitting behind just a little bit better talent and maybe bring players to your school that you wouldn't be able to get otherwise. Yeah. Alabama's got a couple offensive linemen in the portal right now. And and I just think with the way these numbers are exploding upwards, and I think that's what we saw today again, um, I think it becomes a bigger factor in college football and may, in, in long term, may lead to greater balance. Now, from a fan standpoint, you hate it. <laughs> Unless your team starts to tap into it. You know, if your team starts to tap into it, as I – as I think Clemson's going to, because I just think I think there are areas that that need addressing right now. I think wide receiver desperately needs help, in my opinion, and uh, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Clemson add two wide receivers. I I think I think they need to continue to address that area uh, because the last two years it's not been good enough, and I don't think it's good enough right now. Um, so I think that's certainly a primary. And, you know, you may have a pass rusher situation and uh, and you may need more offensive line depth. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. Hey, uh, Walt, before I let you get out of here, I didn't get a chance to ask you as we passed each other in between shows. I feel like that you've probably been one of the biggest, if not the biggest defender of DJ Uyunglele. And you've you've pointed out that it hasn't just been him, right? That there's been other other shortcomings on the on the on the team that might have led to some of the problems that Clemson had, especially in the uh, Notre Dame and South Carolina games. I know it's a very, I mean, it's one game, right, against a terrible defense. But what are your what are your quick thoughts on Cade Klubnick and his emergence on Saturday night? Well, you know, again, I think he. There's no question he he energized the team. You know, I think we got to remember against the defense that he was playing against and. And they were oh, yeah. missing a bunch of starters in that secondary. But I, but I think he did energize the team. I, look, I, I think it's clear that he was not ready before. And and I'm not so much a defender of DJ Uyunglele. I was actually more a defender of the coaching staff's decision because you know they're wow. there seeing it in practice every day, and they they knew you know Cade wasn't ready. And I think from the glimpses we saw, he clearly wasn't ready. And by this point, you know where you're you're now basically at the end of a full season. Maybe he is, and maybe he should have played against South Carolina. I mean, that was just one game earlier, you know. So maybe, maybe if he was ready against North Carolina's defense, maybe he was ready against South Carolina's defense. But there's no question he he gave the team energy, and I think it was the right, you know, I think it was the right time to to pull the plug. It's funny though, Mark. You know, there are always these little things that happen that sometimes we 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 forget about, or you know, I can't help think about that second series when. Uh, T.J. Uyunglele has a has a, a clean rusher coming free, a free rusher, and he avoids him, and he makes sort of a sidearm layered throw to uh, to Will Shipley down the right sideline, which was really an impossible throw, and it was right on target, and Shipley dropped it. Yeah, that would have been a first down had he caught it, and who knows what would have happened after that? You know, it's just it's funny. I like sometimes one play can change the, the direction. But, look, there's no question. You're, you, I think you're 100% right. That Cade, Cade's ability to extend plays helps create big plays. That's what yes. they wanted more out of Trevor Lawrence at one point because when you get out of the pocket, the defense distorts, you have longer, and your receivers have longer to work. And 
and that does make the receiving core better. And Clemson's Clemson's biggest issue all year, Mark, as I pointed out the last few weeks, was this inability to create big plays. They were 94th in explosive plays offensively, which is terrible. And that's how you win. There's a direct correlation between explosive plays and winning because it's just too hard to go five yards at a time and, and drive the ball. Yeah. And Clemson had none of that. And, and Cade increases your chances for that. But now I think the task is you've got to, knowing that he's, he's up next and knowing he can do these things, I think you have to give him weapons that complement that. Compliment that. And, and to me, he needs a speed receiver and he needs a catch point receiver. And I don't think he has either right now. Walt Tiptula, you catch him every day here on Road Rage from 3 to 7. Walt, thanks for calling me, man. It was great to see you today, too. Great talking to you, Mark. Yep, great job. Thanks. Awesome stuff, as always, and uh, always a treat when I get some extra time, especially on the air with Walt, and uh, especially when Walt actually agrees with me on something, because we don't agree on much, Ramona. We're usually going in different directions, (laughs) and I usually like to pick on Walt. Let the record show that Walt came on my show, and I did not try to pick on Walt at all. You didn't. And normally, because I know things that I could say that would just get him fired up. (laughs) I know I could have asked him about uh, the the signing of the starting pitcher, uh, you know, Mr. Verlander by the Mets and the loss of DeGrom, and then I could have just left. I could have just left at that point with 10 minutes left of the show. He would have ranted out my show. You could have cut him off. And I could have been 10 minutes earlier getting home. Yeah. So uh, let <laughs> the record it, show that I did not do that. And uh, only because I mentioned it last segment, I've only got a minute or, or two left here. But I don't understand, and I know it's related to the academic calendar. But I think college football's worst decision that they're making right now is opening up the transfer portal today. With all of these bowl games that are happening over the course of the month, It changes the dynamic of what is being talked about. So, again, college football riding high, riding high after the college football uh, playoff was announced yesterday. That should be what what everybody's talking about today. Matchups, bowl games, all of that. We are talking about the transfer portal. And you're also taking all of these top teams in the country that are not in the playoffs – and you are removing anywhere between five and like 12 players from their roster that are leaving. And then you're going to lose some other players because they want to test their draft stock and they don't want to get hurt. And you either need to move up the bowl games or you need to move back the transfer portal timing to make sure that everything works. I think it's a terrible decision. It's something that doesn't seem like it would be super duper complicated to get figured out and worked on. All right, folks, coming up after this, it will be Tiger Calls. Don Munson will have baseball coach Eric Backich, softball coach John Rittman, and Tim Beret on with him tonight. And I am signing off for the final time for season four starting next week. Tiger Calls will move to 7 o'clock. Just want to thank all the folks at The Roar here, all of you listeners that have called me this season and uh, that have texted with me and uh, supported me here on the Mark Childress Show. Season four for me will be over, and Tiger Calls will begin at 7 o'clock starting next week. Everybody be safe in the weather out there. Have yourself a fantastic week. This has been the Mark Childress Show. Well, I got the notion, well, the got some lotion in that bottle of WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Welcome to Tiger Calls, presented by United Bank on the Clemson Athletic Network. Brought to you by United Bank, providing excellence in service. Proud to be united with the Tigers. Member FDIC, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola and Clemson football. Always a great call. Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax with Founders Federal Credit Union. Lending Tree. Lending Tree, you win. Crawl Space Ninja. Proud to be all in with Clemson football. For a free inspection and quote, go to crawlspaceninja.com. Ipte, supporting the success of Clemson student-athletes since 1934. And now, let's go live to Don Munson. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome into Tiger Calls here on this Monday evening. Don Munson along with you here on a Monday night. A little bit of a different show for you here tonight as... 
Coach Sweeney out recruiting as he should be. All right, so he's out recruiting. So we will not have Coach Sweeney on the air with us here tonight. You'll hear from Coach. That'll be coming up here momentarily, as a, as a matter of fact. You'll hear from Coach as we're going to replay the interview that he did on the field with Tim Beret after the uh, victory in the ACC championship game over the North Carolina Tar Heels this past Saturday, 39 to 10. A little bit of a different setup for us tonight. All right, so we've got a little bit of a different setup this evening, not taking telephone calls on the show this evening, all right, because of, of the way that we are doing this show here tonight. You'll hear from Eric Backage, though, our head baseball coach. That will come up at 8.10 or thereabouts uh, this evening. Then you'll hear from John Rittman, our softball coach. That will come up at about 8.30 this evening. So there will be our two guests. That will be Both of them will be with us by telephone. So we'll have, uh, we'll have those people together. We'll also hear from Tim Beret later on in the show as well. That should be around uh, 8.50-ish is when we'll hear from, uh, from